This is the Catholic Movie Guy Podcast. And we are back on the Catholic Movie Guy Podcast. I'm alive, everyone, and I'm here with everyone's favorite, including the Tim Man's, Bo Bonner. Yeah, man, I think that we're we're just trying to pace ourselves better. That's <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> well, I uh, I guess I'm kind of cheating because I was technically back uh, last week, was it, or maybe two weeks now at this point on your show, which was wonderful. Thank you for having me on. But just to refresh all of our new fans, um, you know, knowledge bases, tell 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 the people a little bit about yourself, Bo. Oh, I, uh, you know, when in 2008, when the world economy almost failed, I remember that they said they had to save AIG because they were too big to fail. And so I just do that in life. That's why I weigh what I do. And that's why I do like five or six jobs, because then I'm too big to fail and no one can fire me. But it mostly involves uh, Catholic stuff. So, like, Mercy College of Health Sciences, the Zeta Institute for Foundation Ethics and Leadership, Iowa Catholic Radio, Catechetical Institute, you know, just running the game, man. Yeah. Just running the game. You're big time, uh, and uh, you're, you're, uh, you're a jack of all trades within the one trade of Catholicism. <laughs> but uh, right. I, I wanted to, to say before we get started in all seriousness, it's been by far the longest I've gone without a podcast, because uh, our, our last real podcast was December 2018. Wow. And it was the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and I've done nothing with the Tim Man since, and nothing solo, nothing. So that that's quite a layoff. But one of the reasons is, and I don't know if I've even talked to you about this, Bo, that that was by far my most positive feedback ever of podcasting. Uh, really? And I, I, I agree with it, too. I, I've actually listened back to it because I think we actually did our best job. We may have actually contributed something to people's understanding of art and that film in particular. And that makes me very happy. You know Uh, what? If we're batting, like how many episodes do you have? Like like 50, one out of whatever. I mean, Hey, I'll take it. And even I, I, I kid you not because the Tim man can't really be bothered even to listen to the podcasts that he appears on. He yeah. he listened to this and he actually said that it was my best podcast and that uh, it was it was both of us contributed uh, a level of insight into the film that he was impressed by and so therefore I almost thought maybe I should just hang it up at this point that and let dumb. that be the tombstone you know yeah you know it's too bad like you know with records you can spray paint it gold and put it in a frame but I don't know what you do with like a really good <laughs> podcast episode it's the, it's the best and the worst part about the podcast is it probably means very little but there it is so there you go <laughs> nice. anyway, I, I approve <laughs> and, we, and we are we've been teasing this since that episode and by we I mean me uh, that we're going to do a top films of 2018 and we're going to get around to that in time for 2020 to come around <laughs> But by the time all the films are out on DVD, that's when I'm kind of timing it. So I think next episode will be that, because Fantastic. this episode we're taking a step down and and back, I think from Buster Scruggs, and we're going to talk about the comic book movies. Hiyo. Uh, we're going to start. You know, obviously we're going to get to Avengers Endgame, um, which is the big one. But we're going to start in a belated way with. A, so wait, we're going to do all like all 23 movies? Yes, like we're going to start. Movie. We're going to start with Iron Man. And then yeah. we'll go from there. Uh, I particularly want to focus on Ben Kingsley's role in Iron Man 3 as the man. Um, no, no. We're, we're going to talk about Captain Marvel. But th- but this actually is, I'm glad you brought that up, because uh, 
I, I have not, you know, some of these films I've watched many, many times, and Korea. some of these I have watched one, one time, and uh, I got to revisit Iron Man 3, because uh, at the time, it really, it was like uh, fan service for me as a conspiracy theorist, because it was all about, like, if I recall correctly, kind of a deep state uh, false flag right. type of movie, so I got to revisit that, because, you know, it, so, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a very good movie. I was like, it, well, oh. no, and the thing is, it's like, you can get off on too many tangents, but my brother and I were being dumb about this and dorking out, and we rated it the least needed movie in the mcu like especially for its place right like that late in the game um it has to be the latest movie with almost zero implications for the universe there's one in a final scene in endgame but other than that basically no implications yeah yeah i uh and we'll get we'll get there no spoilers that's right well we'll give you a you know because you're catholic you may have kids you may have no social life you may fear the previews or the movies generally and so we'll give you a spoiler warning before we get to spoilers but yes i could not agree more as far as the not i don't think i agree with you i don't think it's the worst uh the worst mcu entry if i recall correctly there are some because those are hulk movies so yeah 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 I, you know what that's that's funny you say that i have not seen the ed norton hulk i've seen the eric oh. banner hulk but uh no i was oh. thinking more of thor the dark world is the one that sticks out in my head as the worst which is yeah because uh, i really like the first thor the one directed by kenneth Branagh. but yeah as far as playing into the storyline i don't think iron man three factors in it all even as far as like tony's character development because no that whole thing, you know, as far as he does, he befriends a youngster, if I recall correctly, and acts yeah. as a father figure. They kind of just slid Tom Holland's Spider-Man into there. And That's right. Yeah, I mean, so it really, it's almost, it almost detracts from the universe, even if it's a better movie. But, well, well, we're not here to talk about that. We're here no, to talk no, no, about... that's just, that's a whole other thing. We're just telling yeah. you what we're not even talking about. We're here to talk about empowerment, okay? <laughs> because... Wonder Woman wasn't empowering enough, even though it was a far superior movie, probably. I don't know. We're going to talk about Captain Marvel. Okay. Okay, here we go. So here, I'm going to preface this, and then you can give your thoughts, because we did not really talk about this at all, as you can probably tell by a lack of show prep generally. Um, right. But I'm just going to get a few things out of the way. Just, just Yeah. And then we'll, we'll get into the degree. Okay. I loved Brie Larson as an actress going into this. Room really? was my favorite was my favorite it's true. movie of twenty fifteen, I believe. Whatever year it came out. And I think I yes. even made you watch it. We had a podcast. Oh, because no that other movie. heterosexual yeah, man would do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I'm giving you credit there, but your children Yeah, yeah no, I was like, your children are strong evidence. So there you go. That's In right. any event, I enjoyed I enjoyed her acting in that movie, and but as soon as they announced that she was gonna be Captain Marvel, I just thought, wow, what a huge misstep! I just, I, I, I cannot get my head around that, and I think the movie still suffers from that casting decision. Agreed. All right. However, I think the movie was was that it was pretty good, right? It was pretty good, but I kind yeah. Of... And and on the side note on that, like my brother, who's the far bigger comic book nerd than I am, I think I go more to the movies than he does, and he's way more the comic books. He says that he thinks that visually they nailed it with Brie Larson. I have no way to confirm this because by the time I had stopped caring about comic books like 100%, I never got into Captain Marvel at all. Mm-hmm. But supposedly, like, the, the, she really evokes that sort of deal. I'm with you because, yeah, you know, when you go from being able to be a dramatic actress and pulling off room. I kind of felt like 
when she would try to play this very much comic book character and like do the sort of concerned face, it's like you said, it's just, it's not that it was horrible. It was, it was, uh, but it made you realize you were watching a movie, which you don't want in a, in a movie like this with the space aliens flying around. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm probably going to just shoot from the hip here and I might offend the three women that listen to this podcast. So forgive me ahead of time. (laughs) But Let's just contrast, for example, her to um, Wonder Woman, right? So Wonder Woman is played by Gal Gadot, who's maybe the, you know, with our wives accepted, the most beautiful woman in the world. Um, you like how I did that? I didn't, I didn't yeah, get a, I see, I didn't yeah, get a I laugh out of you. It's too, it's too, no, I got a too silent laugh. Trepida- there's too much trepidation. Um, nice. Nevertheless, she, she has almost an otherworldly beauty, right? This character, and she's from, she's otherworldly. Captain sure. Marvel does not have, Brie Larson's an attractive woman, I think everyone agrees, but she doesn't have that sort of otherworldly, extraordinary, like, beauty that, and, and an exoticness almost that Gal Gadot has. And um, I'm going to spoil this movie because I don't think it's important enough not to be spoiled. Right. Um, part of the part of the premise of the movie is that she is such an other literally, literally, creature, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so that doesn't work. Like it doesn't it doesn't even work on that level. But then accepting that she at least you know by the end of the movie gets otherworldly power and her she just conveys an everyday ordinariness in a in an attractive one that was perfect for a movie like Room. But I think this movie suffers just from the start with that. Yeah. So. Like, to contrast it with, you know, within even MCU, like, Gamora and Nebula um, are, you know, it, it's one of, the, it, it's a hard thing to do. I don't know. In the, in the annals, uh, in, in the annals of human now, history, fella. where do you go, like, can you look like an alien robot, but right. also attractive? Right. But you know what? Like you said, wives accepted if they decided to dress up like aliens. I thought they pulled it off well. Um I guess they're making the choice to say, oh, well, she needs to be, you know, down to earth because as it turns out, she's she she's originally not an yeah. alien. You know, that, that's the whole switcheroo. And I guess there's this idea of like, well, you could be a normal gal too, getting picked on by your mean brothers and dad and then end up being technically the strongest force of the universe, which gets into deus ex machina problems, but we're not going to bring them up. So I, I, I'm with you that I understand, I think, what they're trying to do. They're like, let's get someone who's beautiful, but everybody can imagine is like a normal, you know, gal in the 90s. But then you're like, I don't know. It's just, you know, like so, so Scarlett Johansson it? pulling off Black Widow is a similar sort of thing, but like it just works a lot better. So here, here, I think this is, you know, we're, we're leading down the primrose path here. I'm going to go to, to point two, which is I agree with you. She ends up being an ordinary person who's just, you know, by by sort of Spider-Man type thing, thrust into an extraordinary power situation. Great. Right. If that's the case, then I would have gone the other way and gone with someone who's incredibly like winsome and innocent looking and almost yes. like a girl next door. So for the one that just came into my head, and I'm not saying it's a comedic thing, although maybe this would have worked. I don't know. Like the, like Kimmy Schmidt, who's that actress? Oh yeah. But she someone would have been so, great. I, I honestly think she would have for the Marvel Universe. It just came out tip of my tongue. But someone that that through an ordinariness conveys almost like an otherworldly innocence or an otherworldly, yes. you know, uh, 
uh, winsome quality. And and Brie Larson, by contrast, has almost her face is almost too serious or strength strong, and it, it, yes. it fails on that level too. I just I feel like she was one of the for for picking a good actress who's you know capable of doing the part. She's one of the worst choices they could have made. So that's kind of that gets us off on the wrong foot. And then when you throw in um, her her media tour of like political yeah. correctness empowerment thing it's just like the, so the sour taste kind of in your mouth from the start and if you want to just kind of see a good video criticizing that aspect or at least examining it I, are you familiar with red letter media i don't know if you saw no, no i've not okay. seen that but okay well it's a, it's a it's a very entertaining watch so <laughs> so let's put all those issues out of the way how was it as a movie Bo? once we actually we accept yeah, it's brie larson but here we go so i actually think um my trepidation made it where I didn't mind it as much because I went in going, oh, wow. And I've heard people who were sort of MCU comic book nerdy who liked Wonder Woman say, like, don't even waste your time watching this. You can, like, see the plot points, like, online and then go watch Endgame. But, I, like, my daughters were really interested because the side note, when Endgame got announced, all, like, I showed the kids Infinity War. And then after that, they became obsessed. And we spent the last few months catching up on basically every single movie of the MCU. So now my kids are all pros. So there's no way we were not going to go watch uh, Captain Marvel. So that said, this is one of the rare occasions where maybe just because I'm an oppositional turd, the bad press made really me are, like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, so the bad press made me go like, Oh, I mean, just, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Do I agree with everything you said about casting? Yes. But to me, it was more like, missed opportunity instead of bad movie if, if that makes sense right like there's so many parts watching it i'm like yeah if they would have kind of not split it down the middle and just chosen the, like you said either the stronger character or the sort of more innocent character mm -hmm. this really could have been an even better movie um but yeah i you know even the sort of girl power stuff it made sense in the movie it wasn't like that bad or that obvious so no. I thought it wasn't too bad. No, in fact, we'll get there, but I think the 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 like sore thumb sticking out girl and powerness of Endgame was worse than this. Yeah, it was um, far more cheese ball. Exactly. At least. The, this this I I really have just the two big objections so far out of three. I'll get to the third to wrap it up and transition. The Brie Larson thing because again she's not Tom Holland and she's not Gal Gadot and I think one or the other would have been better. Right. The uh, the thing that that you said uh, is is one exception is the playing of just a girl during one of the fight scenes, which is just so so on the nose. It, if this were like some sort of parody of of a female empowerment comic, especially movie, it would be perfect. Especially then, since they should have played Connection by Elastica, <laughs> and then it would have been perfect, and all of us ninety nerds would have been like, finally. There you go. So, finally, yeah. I've I've been waiting for that. Other than that, I got nothing. You know, I think that uh, it was a competent origin story. Uh, there were some choices that maybe they could have um, hidden the ball longer or not hidden it at all from us, right. only from the character. Yeah. Maybe that would have been better. But overall, it was just a, a decent entry in the Marvel Universe, and uh, I got nothing bad to say about it. I was, I was properly diverted and entertained. It's like a solid kind of a, I don't know, six to seven range movie in, yep. in the MCU. But six, then, six, yeah, yeah, that's what I, I'd say. I, I think I think six is probably right. I was I was trying to give myself some birth there. It's definitely not a five. It's better than average, but it, it's yeah. a six. Okay. The big problem. I saw this movie, Bo, because despite what everyone said, clearly they hinted at how important 
Captain Marvel was going to be to Endgame. For Endgame, yeah. And I think she mattered not really a whit in the end. Yeah, so, okay, here's the problem. This is the Marvel problem. DC Universe, might, and this is... They have their own problems. They went, like, infinite universes way earlier than Marvel did, blah, blah, blah. The problem with Marvel is, like, all these dudes, like, snorting cocaine in the 70s and whatnot, like, kept making higher and higher creatures and villains that were, like, basically, they're not even, like, they're bigger than uh, Thor and those gods. They're, like, celestials and eternals, (laughs) right, and everything. And, like, so they're all, they love Silver Surfer too much. They're, like... Silver Surfer needs to fight God or something, you know, because mm. it was the six. Yeah, I'm so, against that. There you go. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you do this right, you get characters where if you were ev- like if they were always aware of their power and calculating, like you would assume a lot of people would be, then there would be no issues. And so they want her to be cool. I mean, it's obvious they want her to be cool. Like, oh, isn't this neat that like this sort of you know, weapon of mass destruction on the good guy side is a girl. Like, of course they're playing that. That's cool, blah, blah, blah. But they're going to have this huge problem because if she's basically a world killer, it's like my brother said, I mean, uh, well, this is kind of spoiler. So, like, it seems to be that her power is to just run through things because she's just a ball of energy. What are you going to do? So I'll actually say when we get there, I think their judicious use of her in Endgame made Endgame a better movie, but mm. like in the end, the hype was way overblown about how important she was. Right, but if you, you know, without spoiling anything, if if her powers as portrayed um, are accurate, then she could have nullified the entire Infinity War and Endgame yes. itself. And their reason for not utilizing her makes perfect dramatic sense for the Avengers, but makes no sense for the Avengers themselves. And and if they had properly utilized her, I mean, it would have been about a 20-minute movie. So whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, well, Infinity War, like, okay, but just going, okay, we're not even in-game yet. Going off of what we learned about her and her relationship with Nick Fury, the minute that, like, he learns the full scope of what Thanos is going to, Mm. aren't you, like, pushing the... The yeah. you know the the this is the, dooms, this is the dooms, this is the doomsday scenario. You just push the red button and it's over. Yeah, yeah. It's so like, it makes yeah, no sense. Yeah, it, it really it really makes no sense. And I I don't I am not a plot stickler. Like I, I often miss the obvious because I really don't care so much about that stuff. I'm not the guy who's like criticizing signs because you know there's there's moisture yeah. in the atmosphere or whatever i you know i mean right. it's true and it's stupid but it's not the real reason i go to watch a movie so i'm willing to to give a long a wide berth but it really is stupid so let's just put that to the side it's the and uh, the only the, the, i'm gonna throw that out it's the comic book's fault the comic books offered that and it was too tempting of a fruit and they mm-hmm. they tried so yeah anyway yeah. But let's so let's let's get the the bad out of the way and let's just focus on Endgame itself, which I think, uh, based on our discussions on your show, we're both in agreement, is not a perfect movie, but is as near a perfect encapsulation of the universe as as you could have have hoped for. Yeah, I mean, when you think about all that was going into not only wrapping up all of the twenty some odd movies, but let's just take Infinity War itself. At the end of Infinity War, I was really impressed with Infinity War for being bold enough to like go ahead and do the kill half of everyone thing right. and end on such a harrowing note. Um, 
So how on earth are you going to, like, you know, sequel that? The fact that they were able to make a movie that really did not just make Infinity War sort of like, "Uh uh-oh, oopsie. You know what I'm saying? Like, the big big temptation would be to make all that happened in Infinity War, like, totally worthless and all of the sort of narrative arc. Um, there's a real way you could have made Endgame where Infinity War would have sucked worse because of Endgame. Mm-hmm. But actually, Endgame made Infinity War, I think, interesting enough to go back to watch. And so so for the fact that it's like a follow-up to a movie I didn't really think you could follow up well and an encapsulation of all of these movies, I, I thought they really did a great job. Like you said, it's a standalone movie. It's almost like it's not worth judging that way uh, yeah. because it's just not... It's just not the same thing we've seen before. And I, I do want to get this out of the way because I am the Catholic movie guy. There is a a scene that's gotten some notoriety because, you know, Marvel's trying to play it up as like finally they've um, they've done their their like pride parade in the middle of the movie with this <laughs> yeah, this group the very therapy last movie. <laughs> correct with this with this group therapy scene where the the director of the movie. One of the one of the brothers that direct the movie, uh, like, has to get over his his husband dying by going on a yeah. date with another man, and it is like thirty seconds, and it's it doesn't add anything to the movie other than people are grieving, uh, yeah. and it's clearly you know it's just one of those things. Just like when at a certain point in this movie, all the females who I all like all their characters, they have to show them like standing up together as women and fighting. It's just one of these little things that you have to have in 2019. And it's just a little, little, just a little, eh, a little knife in the side of anyone who has, you know, like a working brain. Great. Okay. Uh, it, it, it's like, whatever. So, you know, I don't think it's anything worth, um, huffing and puffing about it. It's, it's stupid, but it is what yeah. it is. And it's over very quickly. So blink or whatever, and you'll miss it. And my, and my children who were there had no clue. I think like, what yeah, I don't think many kids would like, but it, it's just, it's just the whole idea of it is so stupid that they think they need it and that people are happy, you know, that they well, I don't think it. anyone was, they were no, all mad. <laughs> no, like, no, no, they, they, right. They do this thing. They think they're so great for doing it. And then you piss off everyone on this, yeah. on this side of it. And you piss off the people you're trying so desperately to please. It's so stupid, Bo. So let's yeah. just go oh. back and talk about the, the comic books. <laughs> Agreed. Let's oh, do it. Like, I mean, they it make infinite more sense. <laughs> now I only bring that up because I sent you an article from crisis magazine. Yeah. Do you remember this article I sent you? Yes, I okay. do. <laughs> and this this fella, who I probably agree with on what you know ninety nine point nine percent of things about the meaning of existence, has used this thirty second scene, however unfortunate, to say that along with a couple other plot points that this movie is somehow uh, ex- the devil espousing an, an evil worldview. Yeah, and I want to get that out because we're going to have to go to spo- spoilers soon here. I can't help it that this movie is not overall like. Of course, you should watch it with discernment, like anything. But its its overall worldview is not evil in any way, and it's in fact no. very traditionally pro-life and um, and pro-family, even. Yeah, I would say that the the biggest um, interesting moral dilemma debate I heard is people talking about um, uh, how do I say it without like spilling the beans? This one. Let's uh, keep it general, section. and we'll talk about the specifics in, in the spoiler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I said, like, the, the idea is there's a part where people were asking about the nature of sacrifice, let's right. say, like that. And, Sacrificing and, too much, even. Right, yeah. And you go, yeah, well, this is great, because now 
when my kids talk about that, now they have like a dorky, you know, superhero movie that we can bring it up. And they, I mean, you know, th- they that's have what I think the trolley people... problem for the comic books, basically. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> and, and, and admittedly more sophisticated trolley problem. I mean, so I, I people will just, they, you know, they, <laughs> yeah. they will strain gnats through needles' eyes just to feel better about themselves, and it's, it's frankly ridiculous. Correct. All right, so here we go. Um, Wayne's World music, Scooby Doo, whatever. Spoilers. You are Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. My favorite part about the movie. I mean, I I, I cry easy, as you know, but I'm just very sensitive. But right. um, <laughs> my favorite part about the movie is that the, you know, he's not my favorite comic book character at all, but he, I think he was the the like unique contribution of the Marvel universe to a comic book character is Iron Man and he started it all and he set the tone for this entire thing and he's the one who gets like this incredible redemptive moment and right. you know Christ-like sacrifice and that that was just so great. Well, I think that's what's crazy is so um my brother and I were talking about this that like there are so many people who if you had to make bets that Iron Man Scarlet Witch ant-man and then like weird you know spatterings of other people become like everybody's favorite characters that they Mm. really wanted to i mean all of that is completely unexpected but yeah tony being i mean even when in like civil war in the comic books they kind of choose him because you know he's the guy with money and so he's the one who's backing these people up, blah, 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 blah. But, like, there's no way that he's considered, like, the guy who sacrifices everything for the greater good. I, I'm amazed that they not only chose to do that, but absolutely pull it off with him. And like you said, now now you'll want to go watch Iron Man again and see, like, did they really um, have this sort of marked out the entire time? Because I would almost start to believe it because of some of the, the things mm-hmm. that they absolutely landed um, in this movie. And we, we talked about this on your show, but um, just to expand on what you're saying, that, that having this sort of structure, because they, they didn't, I don't believe they had this exactly planned out from the beginning, I doubt that. But what no. they probably had is they had a, a rough outline from comics, they had, and then they took on, you know, they took what was structurally handed down from the movie before, added to it a little bit, and then, you know, found a way to kind of reintegrate it into the whole and and we we talked on the show this is this is what tradition is about and this is why structure is a good thing in the liturgy and other places like you it's not it's not just chains it's also you know a foundation and and uh, a way to get your bearings so that you don't have to spend every single movie reinventing the wheel so to speak right and it does have a danger with it which is that you are you are you know you do have some sort of obligation to to the thing that came before but for them to have handled it as they did so masterfully. It was just very impressive overall. Well, and I mean, you, the, the, what's the, I think from the Star Wars reboot, we have okay. the term of okay, fan don't service. Ruin my day. Don't ruin no, 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 no. Okay. But you know, like we, we have the idea of fan service, right? Yeah. So that like, you can't be too cool for school where you don't, you know, drop a few hints for the true believers. Right. And I thought that they did a really great job. I mean, like, look, when you decide to go back in time and literally revisit old movies you made yeah, like that, so that awesome. could be that could be horrible or it could be what it ended up being which is like basically the coolest thing that i've seen in a while because they yeah. really pulled it off and i guess that's the thing is they've made some bold decisions not all of them have paid off but the most important ones 
I, I actually, I mean, I know it's just movies and, you know, it's just entertainment. Who cares? But I'm impressed that the time they took to think about the best way to pull it off. And I, you know, in, in a world where a lot of people don't seem to even care about their craft at all, uh, I think they did. I think they cared about their craft and they took the time, um, like about, like you said, what phase two or whatever to say, let's actually pull this off. They didn't go, you know, in a common metaphor we use, they didn't go the lost route, you know, yeah. and, and act like they could wing the middle part. They, they, they feed into each other. I want to see older movies now, again, to see how they feed into this one. Right. And I, uh, I want to say briefly that they handle time travel in a somewhat unique way. And it's perfect for the level of art that we're dealing with. And I have no interest in reading or, or talking about like a Donnie Darko style dissection of time travel in this movie. It doesn't matter. What right. matters is that it's yeah. cool. It works for the plot, and it, it makes enough sense that you're you're as you're watching it, you don't question it. And the way they handle the, like yeah. you know, going back in time to these old movies, like I, I was even questioning, like, wow, did they shoot this at the time? I know they didn't, but it's like it's it was so well done. And you know. Even I think there's only one scene that even made people really think about it, and that was the choice at the end to have Captain America old and yeah. have lived his life. But that one was such a wonderful narrative end. I think even it's so thematically satisfying. The, the big yeah, the biggest of dorks will say like, oh yeah, you know, it's fine. You know, and so I I even think that that shows you know the sort of prudence in making art where you go yeah. Let's not stretch it the whole time so we can save it for this one time mm. and then make it pay off. And they did that. They just did that again and again in this movie. Yeah, and I and I, I want to wrap up this discussion uh, not because I want to, but because I'm running out of time personally. Uh, and then I want to talk a little bit about the future. So I just want to note that, like, for for coming from us, you know, because I rewatched Superman one with my kids, the Christopher Reeve one where he right. cheap. <laughs> literally reverses Earth's uh, rotation to save yeah. people, and it makes less sense even like in a five-minute period you're going back in time than this movie does. <laughs> to see how far we've come, yeah. and all the acting being good, all the cheesiness is actually used to 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 be a comedic effect, but not in a not in a jaded ironic way either. For them to to have all this right. emotionally satisfying material come together over the course of this. It's so impressive, and every you know, with the exception of the pandering noted earlier, you know, it's just a joy to watch. I, I did not feel any minute of that three hours like I was looking at my watch, not at all. Well, so I, I think just sum this up symbolically. I, I bring up Thor. In some ways, people could make fun of or say that Thor was was one noted in game fat Thor who had given up <laughs> Lebowski Thor, but uh. For me, it actually it shows you that they were willing to make changes on the fly as they went. And this evidently is like film lore at this point, right? Like Chris Hemingsworth was looking to quit, and then he made Thor Ragnarok, which is the best Thor movie by five billion feet, it seems to me. <laughs> um, and when he did that, it like reinvigorated the character. And now evidently he's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But the thing is, is like they did all that without like totally acting like the, the character of Thor is stupid. So it's not mocking Thor. It's sort of mocking like what everybody has to think Thor needs to be. And they actually included that in the movie. Right. I, right. I'm, I'm so impressed with with all of that stuff. 
Yep, yep. I mean, you know, there's no perfect movie, and uh, it's a Marvel movie, but they they did as good a job as I can imagine. So I'm I'm ready to give my final rating on this whole thing, Bo. What do you What do you think here? Like the, the whole universe or the movie? No, no, just just Endgame. What What would you give it out of ten? Uh, hmm. I'm, I'm gonna go firmly nine. It has yeah. to be a nine. It's, I, it's, it's, it's a not perfect, nine. but like, it's a certain nine. Yeah. yeah. For what it is, I you know I I take like point two five off for the pandering and the unnecessary uh, Captain Marvel appearance, baby. But it's it's <laughs> so good, and, I, and you know I I just want to watch it again. So what else can you say? Uh, back to Captain Marvel. I, I I'd be remiss if I didn't follow up and close that that wormhole, so to speak. You know she she comes into the movie. Thor says, I like this one. She leaves for two hours. Yeah. She comes back. She destroys a ship, but then is somehow unable to destroy Thanos. Uh, I, yes. I'm not really sure that that works at all, but hey, I'm like, get out of here and let, let's get back to Iron Man saving the universe, who's infinitely Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, so, you know, it does make that interesting moment where Thanos takes out the power stone so that he's strong enough to punch her, mm-hmm. which you go like, then that starts to be like, wait, so a stone can be more powerful without yeah. the others? And then yeah. you're like, let's yeah. not let's not think too hard <laughs> about a golden goblet with some diamonds <laughs> or jewels exactly. in it. Exactly. Um, but you're right. It does seem that like what Car- Captain Marvel does well is like run into stuff, which goes back to, you know, like, it's the same way that like Billy Ball in baseball, you know, it makes enough sense that you get the math dorks in there to help you win the championship. But there's a way that if you let them run wild, that are going to be like, Never bunt, and you're exactly. like never bunt, never bunt, because because that's what you would say. You'd be like, all right, Captain Marvel, here's the deal: just run into everything, okay? That's it. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I, I agree with you. Let's not overthink that. But I wanted to, I wanted to wrap up with just this point. You said earlier, um, you know, kind of the constant raising of the stakes makes you constantly raise the. Um, you know, the superhero's abilities, and then you have to raise the stakes, and it doesn't make sense. Then you get to this point where you're you're like, this one can snap his fingers, and that's the end of existence. So, you know, that right. whole thing. That's kind of where I am, and I agree with you that, that that's not desirable. And this is a good time for them to reset and hopefully go back to, you know, a simpler, smaller story kind of a thing, or take a break for a while. But I'm kind of ready for a break. I think that, you know, I'm the target audience mostly. I'm not, I mean, I've never been to Comic-Con, but uh, I'm a nerd about this kind of stuff, and I'm the target audience, but I'm right. ready for a superhero moratorium, I think, from Marvel for a while. Yeah, that's not happening, though. They're, they nope, got nope it's game. not happening at all. Yeah, I'm ready for not that with Star Wars, too, and, and that's not happening either, apparently. Uh, they're supposedly having the game of thrones weirdos doing the uh, next yeah, group of them that's fine then i'll have no reason to go um but i want to say <laughs> i was reading an interview with one of these uh, universe masterminds and they said that actually this isn't the last uh movie of this part of the marvel universe it's the climax and the spider-man far from home movie is the like epilogue kind of like the lord of the rings when they go back to the shire kind of thing so right. that that intrigued me a little bit, and uh, perhaps uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that one for sure because I'm already invested. But that's gonna be my hard break where I'm gonna say, up, oh, I'm gonna take a break for a while. Yeah, the problem, man, is that I would do that, but like my kids not only are invested, but like three of the things they're talking about making, Guardians of the Galaxy three, Doctor Strange two, and Ant Man and Wasp three, 
those are all like those are all my jams. <laughs> you're right. You're so, right. I'm, yeah. I'm, so it, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have to see these. Okay. Well, yeah, there we go. Lying. I had a firm resolution that lasted approximately 15 seconds. So thank you, Bo. <laughs> um, you've changed my mind as yet again. Perhaps not for the better, but it's a fact. So. There you go, man. I, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, where can the people find out all about your doings? So multiple places. TheZetInstitute.com. ZetaInstitute.com is a good place. Um, Iowa Catholic Radio. You can follow us on The Uncommon Good. That's our radio show. And then uh, Mercy College of Health Sciences, MCHS.edu. So those are all places. Also, if you put in my name into search engines, I think I finally usurped a dog that died that had my same name there was and there was a website that had like in memorial so i think i've um, overcome bo bonner the dog and uh you should be able to find me there that's a shame i, I mean i like you but i love that dog um anyway uh, yeah the no, dog no, you seem very good <laughs> thank you bo and we will be back you know in the near future you know how i am that could be six seven years but uh but we'll be back thank you bo and uh, until next time i'm a catholic movie guy and i'm out <laughs>